Welcome to New Life Bible Church, and thank you for joining us. Every week, listen to practical teaching of God's Word you can apply to your life as you live out your faith every day. Our vision at New Life is that you may know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here's this week's message from New Life Bible Church. Christmas. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Yes? And we're walking into the new year, and we're so excited to get out of 2020, right? And excited to move into the new year. And all the things that we need to be thankful for, we are thankful for. Keep that before your, your eyes and before your mind. All, every morning, you know? Those of you who know me, I have the little slogan, wake up thankful and go to bed grateful every day and it doesn't really matter what happens in between we have so much to be thankful for and grateful for on a very daily basis and so what I want to encourage you for as we move into 2021 is that vision is godlike okay without vision what happens Right? People perish. What does that really mean? You get off track. You wander around in circles. You accomplish absolutely nothing. You get confused. You get tossed to and fro. And you get manipulated by what's happening in the world. And that's what happened in 2020. Right? It's going to be an awesome year. Da, 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 2020. Perfect vision. Da, da, da. And, you know, we're closed up in our houses for months. We're putting masks on our faces. Our kids are home from school. We're pulling our hair out because our kids are right. My phone is ringing off the hook. I can't handle this anymore. Like, well, you have no choice. Your kids are home from school. Right? They're just like, I can't handle this. I, it was quite a year. So we don't know anything about 2021. That's my prophetic word for 2021. We don't have a clue about 2021. But whether you have a clue or not, you have to have a vision. Because when you have a vision, the, the year won't happen to you, right? Whatever happens in the year, you will learn to adjust it to the vision that you get from the Father. And so you have to start 2021 out with a vision, And in this year that just passed, you know, my husband had a motorcycle shop. And he said, he came back from Bolivia the last time, and he said, I'm selling the shop. Okay, so he's selling the shop. And then 2020 hit, and the shop shut down. But, you know, he had a vision for 2020, and he said, I'm selling the shop. We sold the shop, made the profit, in the middle of a pandemic when it was shut down and nobody was coming in. Why? Because vision will precede whatever else is happening in the earth. Don't let the year happen to you, okay? How do you not let that happen? You have vision. Where do you get vision from? He gives us vision and then we set goals. And goals and visions are not the same thing. You heard me do this, right? Go listen to it again, because it's important as you start the new year, because we're giant slayers, and giant slayers have a vision of the end. And then they come back to the beginning, and they say, pull out your sword. This is the strategy. This is how we're getting the job done, no matter what happens in between. Amen? Have a happy, 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 happy new year. (laughs) Amen. Hey, can we go back to Brooklyn just for a moment? 
How many of you are not Italian and wish you were? I mean, no, 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 no. No, no, Pastor Marcus talked about lasagna. I never, let alone eat it, I never even heard of black-eyed peas until I went to his house in Virginia. I mean, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so black eye is what you give and get when you hang out on the corner if you're a wise guy. So anyway, Pastor, uh, Pastor Rick, I got to tell you, um, I, I just sense such a beautiful, relaxed, calm, Holy Ghost spirit in this place. And that song, uh, Ricky, you could have wrote it. Yeah, God does understand you. But that's, that precedes the move of God's Holy Spirit when we stop trying and we just rest in the presence of the fin finished work and then move in that Holy Ghost anointing. So I, I really sense that upon this church coming up in this new year. And uh, I, I have the word for the new year. I really do. And I want to share that with you this morning. And I want to say Merry Christmas. And that's kind of over, but we're still hanging in the afterglow. But what comes after that is a happy new year. Listen to me carefully. This is not wise guy stuff. This is biblical truth. We're entering into a moment, a season, where God is restoring the integrity of words. If we want to identify a root of the problem in the world today, it's fake news, which is an attack against truth. So when we say Merry Christmas, God wants to really get a hold of us and install the integrity of Merry Christmas. We have the greatest news ever announced, and it's for everyone. That's what the angels proclaimed. I bring you the greatest news ever announced. Glad tidings of great what? Joy. Merry joy. Those, that's a part of a family of words that we use and we've been duped into just saying them with no real meaning. But he's restoring the integrity of words. And so I bring you a happy new year. Happy. Merry. Happy. Family of words. Related words to Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. The word glad. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad. Joyful. Fruit of the Spirit, the joy of the Lord. Family of words. And I'll include, how about this one? Healthy. How about feeling so good? The integrity of words, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I'm speaking life to the new year. I'm bringing you a happy 
new year. Happy new year. Now, just to contrast this, because it's time for truth. There's a whole family of words that are opposite. You know, like gloomy, sad, hurting, depressed, sick, not doing so well, confused, disconnected. Come on, you got any of those kinds of words you want to get rid of? Just shout them out. Say it. I can't hear you. I can't hear Poor. Ooh. Those words come from the kingdom of men. But the words from the kingdom of God are Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm glad. I'm full of joy. I'm healthy. I'm feeling good in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm so desirous to him to feel good living in me and you in the church. Happy New Year. I'm not going to hurry because I know exactly what the Lord wants me to bring and how to say it. But I'm going to go bring out something old and something new. Those that know me, been around me a while, this is one of my favorite prayers. And what I want to do this morning, after I speak a little bit, is lead you in a prayer that we could pray about a happy new year. All right, so as I speak, you'll be thinking about happy new year. But I love the prayer of Moses in Psalm 90. Some of you will be very familiar with that. In Psalm 90, verse 12, he says, teach us, this is a prayer, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Think about that. So we're talking about 2020. We could say a lot about it, but it's over just about, you know, in a few breaths. And we're entering in, in that same short span of time, a new year, a happy new year. Let's define it by calling it a happy new year. Teach us to number, to put the right value on the days in we're living that we might, what? Gain a heart of wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, the scripture says. In the book of Proverbs, it also says, happy is the person that finds wisdom. What, what in the world is wisdom? The integrity of the word. Wisdom. We could express it in so many ways, but that'll make you happy once you understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is not just some concept, an idea. It's a lifestyle. It's a rest in the Father's plan and purpose. I like to say it this way. Wisdom is action. It's doing the right thing. At the right time. In the right place. With the right people. For the right reason. And in the right way. Wisdom. Do the right thing. Well, this morning we're going to pray. That's the right thing. At what time? Today. <laughs> Why wait? 
Why wait to bless the new year with integrity of words? The right place, here we are this morning. I'd rather be nowhere else. I'm here by divine wisdom of God with the right people. That's us. In the right way with thanksgiving and for the right reason. You know what the reason is? And we've heard it already through song and through testimony that we might be a true and faithful witness to the world who are absolutely bound up with the words that have been twisted in the kingdom of men to steal the merriness, the happiness, the joy, the gladness, the health, the feeling good and feeling right, the sense of belonging in the family of God. Happy is the person that gets wisdom. So the prayer says, you know, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So before we pray, because that's what we're going to do, according to this Psalm 90, and I'm going to bring out something old, things I've been living, prayers I've been praying for many, many years, and something new from this Psalm that I've never spoken before. And I'll explain it when I get there. But So we're going to talk a while, then we're going to pray together from this Psalm 90. Now, I want to remind you, you got a background here from the faith movement and Rhema. We know what the scripture says in Mark chapter 11. When you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have. Now, I say it a little different the way I just said it than what's written in the word. But it says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. But the word them is not in the original text. If you look at your Bible, if it's a good translation, it will be italicized. And what it really says is, when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have. So I'm going to talk a little while to build your faith so that when we pray, we're going to receive. We're going to receive the happy new year right now. And yeah, it's a few days early, but we're a prophetic people. So we prophesy it. And life is in our words. Life will be in our prayer. We believe, we receive when we pray. Right? Now, I want to remind you of this, of what the Apostle John wrote in his epistle. 1 John chapter 5, he says, this is the confidence. And the word confidence in the Greek is parousia, means speak boldly. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And knowing that he hears us, we receive that which we ask. What is the will of God? Does God want you happy or sad? Does he want you merry or gloomy? Does he want you poor or wealthy? Don't think of capitalistic United States of America wealth. That cannot compare to being wealthy in the kingdom of God. Cannot compare. What a counterfeit. Yeah, it's fake news. <laughs> it turns one to selfishness. No, we're talking about the ability of God. That's what wealth really is. 
So what is the will of God? That you have a happy new year or a miserable one? I mean, settle that right now in your heart. Happy new year. Maybe you'd like to say that to me. Yeah, I got it. I receive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have confidence to speak boldly. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a great witness to the world who was all confused and struggling and got fake news, don't know whether they're coming or going, if they're still here or they're already gone. And they see us smiling. They say, how could you be so happy? Because it's the will of God. Right? When we ask anything according to his will. So we're going to ask for that. And I'm going to show you in the scripture why it's absolutely legitimate and such a blessing. So why does God want us to be happy? Well, my main goal to want to be happy is because I want to make him happy. <laughs> Not that he's ever sad. But I don't ever want to have him look into my life and say, gee, I'm so disappointed in you. Why are you so gloomy, sad, sick, and ugly? <laughs> yeah, because left to ourselves, that's what we become. But without faith, it's impossible to make him happy. Right? It's impossible to give him pleasure. That's another kingdom word. Not displeasure. Not discord, but perfect harmony. See, the integrity of words is being restored. Okay, I'll do that, Holy Spirit. Take your tongue. You got one? Tickle the roof of your mouth with it right now. <laughs> do it. It'll make you laugh. Go ahead. You have, you're about to learn in this happy new year how powerful that little thing is, that little member. So God wants to really make us happy. And I'm going to show you why from a psalm. Uh, let's look from uh, Psalm, what is it, 126. Love this psalm too. Psalm really means like song. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream, and our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. You know, all these other words we've been using to show the kingdom of men, you know, sad, gloomy, hurting, pain, depressed, poor, sick, not doing so good. That's a captivity. So historically, yes, this is about something that happened to people then. But the principle of the integrity of the story, why is it recorded? Because history repeats itself. And we've been held captive to the destruction of the power of words to bring life. So there's a captivity that's being turned for us now if we will embrace and receive a happy new year. And we will be like they were of old. When the captivity is turned, it's like living a dream. And I got good news for you. It's not a nightmare. 
Hmm. You don't have to raise your hand, but if you've ever had a nightmare, it's a common experience in the fallen kingdom. But how about so dreams that are so sweet where you are in the presence of God and it's, it's setting the course of your waking life. We were like those who dream and our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. It's beautiful turning from captivity. And there's a reason why God wants to make us happy. You know, the captivity, you do know you are mortal. That could make you sad. But it makes me glad because I've been born again. And Fred the First, he's the mortal one. It's just my body. I've been born of the Spirit of God. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a new creation, and all things are passed away. So there's an immortal man living in this mortal body. And I am glad. <laughs> because unless a seed gets planted in the ground, it stays like it is. But once it's planted, it bears much fruit. So being prophetic, I'm spreading that fruit already. So being mortal does not make me sad. Well, let me put this one on you. I hope that it really, if you could understand this, the integrity of words. Okay, so I know I'm mortal, but I'm not going to let it kill me. Meditate on that. Yes. I'm on assignment. And I'm living in a temper. I'm living in Fred the first body. And the elder shall serve the younger. You know, I preach this over and over again, even here. Fred the first was born 1947. Fred the second was born 1974. So who's older, the old man or the new one? The old man is the older one. And the elder shall serve the younger. My Fred the first body is where Fred the second is living right now. And I'm not living alone in there. The Holy Ghost and the Spirit of Christ is in me and you. God wants us happy. 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 Psalm 126. When the Lord turned his captivity, we were like those who dream, and our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Now listen to this. This is why. Then they said among the nations, global movement of God, and it's not COVID-19. Global movement of God to turn the captivity of his own people. And the nations... They said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Why? Because they're going to see us laughing and singing and having a happy new year. So the response is, the Lord has done great things for them. And the people say, almost like they're surprised. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. <laughs> so where is the miracle? 
It's in your mouth. Always has been, always has been, always has been. So what's at stake with our happiness and joy and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year is the salvation of souls. Yeah, we're here where they are, the people of the world. We're living in a fallen world. And gravity is working on us like it is on them. And the root of the word gravity is grave. But I'm fully alive in Jesus Christ. Does God want you to be happy in this new year? How happy? He's bigger than you thought. I never heard that song before, but I'll hear it again. It resonated in me. Say, oh, yeah, you are bigger. I knew that, but now I know it better. My level of what I think happiness is cannot compare to what God will do for those who believe in him. Believe in him. Believe in him. Believe in him. Now, before I go a little more back into Psalm 90, I want to I wanna say some things that we all know, but we forgot because there's been an attack on the integrity of words. Where in your person do you believe? You know, I don't remember what we just sang or what I think it was Pastor Margie was talking about. I believe, help my unbelief. You know, those, that takes place in two different places in the composition of your life. Faith is in the heart. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. So where are you attempting to receive faith? Because faith comes. It's a gift. If you're trying to get it in your mind, you're going to have to say, help my unbelief. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I want you to, in your spare time, you know what Google is? That's a funny word, Google. Say Google. Google. It's like infant word, Google. Google. When I first was learning a little bit about computer, not that I know much about it, but they told me, oh, look it up on Google. And I thought, for sure, these, these young kids are trying to play a trick on me. Google? What are you kidding me? But I want you to do this because science is proving the word of God. Put in there, does the heart have a mind? And you'll be astonished at what science is proving, what the Bible said all along. As you think in your heart, so you are. With the heart one believes, with the mouth confession is made, right? So as you're hearing Happy New Year, if you try to figure that out in your mind, you will get confused and you'll have to say, help my unbelief. Because the kingdom of God is so much greater than the kingdom of men that sometimes you just can't get the reasoning up there. And a a biblical example of two things, the manna in the Old Testament wilderness. You know what manna means. This is food. Comes out of the sky, it's on the ground every morning. They still, science can still not prove what fed those Israelites all those years in the wilderness. You can't receive that in your mind and figure it out. But they ate it all those years and he preserved them, right? 
In the New Testament, it's the covenant meal of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We buy our elements at our church from Publix. You try to figure out how that becomes the covenant meal of the body and blood of Jesus Christ in your mind? You can't figure it out. You believe it where? In your heart, your spirit, man. Right? So, Happy New Year. Where do you receive that? In the heart. Don't try to explain it. Now, the psalm from 90, uh, Moses' prayer. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So that's verse 12. I, I always pick up here in verse 16. And I say, let your work appear to your servants. We want to pray that this morning. Not just that we would gain wisdom, understanding how to measure the days, but let your work, let your work appear to your servants. How would you like to know what God is doing? Let your work appear. We want to see it. That's a good prayer. Good time to say amen. I forget who... It was Margie, Pastor Margie. She prayed about the eyes, right, being open. Let your work appear to your servants. And this is a big one on my heart. And your glory to their children. If you're really honest, you know, some of us that have some age and have raised up our children in the faith, there's a part of our faith life that it just seems this next generation of younger people has not fully got the revelation of nor embraced. If you're honest. But the prayer is, God, let your glory appear to our children. So you're sitting there with the little one. That's a prayer you should pray. Not just the stories that we tell about the great things the Lord has done for us. But that, that they would know the glory of the Lord. And I like to explain it this way. You have a zoo close by here in Stanford, don't you? And you go to the lion's cage, right? Have, how many of you have been there? Raise your hand. Or you've seen a lion in a movie or at some circus, right? You're not seeing that lion in his glory. But if I had prepared beforehand with someone to bring a real live, full-maned king of the jungle with me in my trailer... And I said, when I wave to you through the window, bring that lion in here on a leash, right by those doors. Look at those doors right there. Right by those doors and then unsnap the leash and shut the door, leaving the lion in this room. You'd think you're pretty safe over there? <laughs> if you start to run, what's that lion going to do? Right? Let your glory appear to our children. That lion being unleashed, of course, we kept him hungry for a few weeks <laughs> before we brought him here. You'd see that lion in his glory. We want our children to experience God for themselves. Don't we want that? We could ask for that. Your glory appear to our children. 
not just the glory we carry from the great things the Lord has done for us, but appear himself in glory that they may know him. And, of course, because of the blessing generation to generation that they will go greater and farther into the kingdom manifestation than we. And don't give up on that. You can pray that with confidence, believing you receive, no matter where your children are or what condition they're in right now this day. Because we're prophetic people. And we can we tell our children, you know what, what, what? Happy New Year. Just try those words. Happy New Year. Mm. Let your glory appear to our children and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Remember I said ugly before? What this, Paul said, there's nothing good in my flesh. There's nothing good in Fred the First. You could groom yourself, you know, the cosmetic industry and all that. You know, it's billions of dollars, the clothing industry. So it's just nonsense. People are still ugly when they're in their, they're ugly in their fallen state. It's the truth. And, and the word beauty, the integrity of the word beauty has been de de demolished and attacked. Another verse says the beauty of holiness. I will beautify the meek with salvation. This is a good biblical prayer. Let the beauty of the Lord God be upon us. It's not a fig leaf covering. It's not the clothes you bought in the, the I don't even know what's the most valuable store here selling clothing. I don't know. I don't know. Who? Where? I don't know. You don't. Maybe you know. I don't know where you buy your clothes. I don't even know where I buy my clothes. Don't say I, I can tell. <laughs> you understand the integrity of the word beauty? Let the beauty of the Lord be upon us. Real, the integrity of what God considers beautiful is being restored. To be upon us, displayed. Not, and we're not mannequins. There's nothing worse than a false smile. Because happiness comes from the inner person, the spirit man. Because you believe in your heart. And then it says, this is a prayer. And establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We're laboring. Aren't we laboring in the field, the kingdom of this world as members and ambassadors for Christ from the kingdom of heaven? We labor. We work, don't we? Don't you want what you're doing to be established? It's a good prayer. It's a good prayer. Now, as I've prayed this prayer and led people through this prayer so many years, I always skipped one of the verses in the prayer because I didn't like it. I told God I don't like this. <laughs> I told him, I don't like this. I'm not going to preach it. But then I discovered something about it. And I finally found a way that I could pray this, understanding it. Now, before I read it, I want you to think New Testament. This is Moses who prayed this stuff. 
And all these things that were written before, written for our learning, it's a prescription, right? That's what Romans 15, 4 says, that through the patience and comfort of scriptures, we might have good expectation, hope. But Moses was an Old Testament person, and he prayed with the revelation he had, right? So in the New Testament, we see in the Old Testament, the way it's translated in almost all the translations, it seems like God is punishing us. But in the New Testament revelation, God's not punishing us. He punished Jesus as us. It pleased the Lord God to bruise him for our iniquities. So if you got the idea God wants to punish you and give you a lousy year, you're wrong. If for no other reason than the sake of the lost, he wants to make you happy. But the way this reads in so many translations, it sounds like God's punishing us. Now, this is New Testament. And so I found the Living Bible translation. And I don't usually use that, which kind of brings it into a New Testament understanding. And so I've typed, I don't know, you got it up there? Uh, yeah, look at this. This is a prayer, don't forget. Give us what? Gladness. That's Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's a healthy life and feeling so good about it. Give us, this is a prayer, gladness in proportion to our former misery. Man, I was miserable. I was a miserable person before I met Jesus Christ. And my family said, oh, Freddie, you're such a good person. I said, man, you don't know. <laughs> I was miserable. And there's been times in my Christian walk, I, I think it's, I forget how many years now, 46, 47 years in the kingdom. There's been times when I've been pretty miserable. I've been sick with diseases. I had a bone disease, had me almost paralyzed, lost T11, and part of T12, and a disc in between. Gone. I said, what do you mean gone, doctor? They're gone. Oh, he said, you're going to be paralyzed the rest of your life. And let me tell you, this is not an experiment. That was back in 1980, 81, right? I was miserable. Ask my family. I've had cancerous tumors in my bladder five times in the last 10 years. I've been so miserable. If you realize you've been through some misery too, think about your own life. I am so moved in my spirit with the compassion of Jesus Christ for the sufferings of people. Come on, acknowledge your own pain, what you've been going through. This is a good prayer, Pastor Rick. Give us gladness in proportion to the stuff we went through that wasn't so good. Replace the evil years with good ones. That's a prayer. Can you get a hold of that? And you know, if you know it's God's will, you can pray with confidence. He hears your prayer, and he's going to give you what you asked for when you pray. Does God want you sad or glad? Huh. Right? This is a beautiful prayer. And there's so many things. You know, Peter said, don't be, don't, 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 don't think it's strange, the fiery trials you've been through. I'm not talking about before Christ. I'm even talking about in Christ. You've been through some stuff. Hurt, painful. Seems like impossible to solve. Right? 
Yeah, don't think it's strange. Matter of fact, okay, Lord. The Lord says, stop being in a hurry, Fred. You might not know it, but I was telling myself to hurry up. Yeah, God said, don't be so foolish. Be, be a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Peter. That was his name. <laughs> he said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, he's representing God's heart towards us. Beloved, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is trying you as though some strange thing happens to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Happy New Year. As confusing, as bad as whatever 2020 was, God, in proportion, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think, make 2021 and all the years that follow Happy New Year's. Yeah, I think you're, you're, you're agreeing. I believe it. And if you need help to understand this, what in the world's been going on in my life? Here it is, Galatians 4.19. My little children, for whom I labor again in birth until Christ is formed in you. So we've been born again, right? Like, wow. I remember the moment. I remember the beginning. I've been born again. But what, what's this labor and this pain and these fiery trials that I go through? They're designed to, cry, to form the Christ life in me. And guess what? It's happening. And it's not about me. It's about Christ and his bride, the church. He's being formed as we go through these things. And it brings gladness and joy. John wrote it in his gospel. It says a woman, when she's in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she's given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human has been born into the world. Therefore, you might have some sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. You ever been to the doctor? Jesus just said, you'll see me again. So you had an appointment with God, and you went and said, I don't feel so good. He said, I'm, I'm, come back for another visit. By the time you come back, you're going to be filled with joy that Christ has been formed in you by the things you've just gone through. And I'm giving you joy that no one will take from you. He said, well, how come I'm so sad? You gave it away. You gave it up. But when the Lord turns back the captivity... Even the, the wicked are going to say, look at what God has done, such great things. And we say, yeah, yeah, great things. And he's made us glad. Amen. Amen. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Nehemiah, I got this one right here from Pastor Jennifer just the other day. But we know the scripture. We've read the scripture. We said, Nehemiah wrote in the Old Testament, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right? Strong. So Pastor Jennifer and Pastor Marcus were sitting there talking, and I don't even remember. I think you came to our home because we've been talking a little bit since they've been here in the stage. And she came in and said, oh, I got a new, a new verse, a new blessing, a new scripture. And it's from Deuteronomy 33, verses 24 and 25. I don't know. Did I ask you to bring that up? Yeah. And of Asher, he said, this is Moses' blessing. 
the children of the tribes of Israel. And of Asher, he said, now you need to understand how to use a concordance. Just click on in your phone if you have the Bible. Click on the word Asher. You know what Asher means? Happy. Leah was the, uh, the bride of, of Jacob, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and he loved Rachel, but he married Leah first. You remember that whole story? And Leah was an unhappy gal. She was not happy because she was barren. And she had handmaids that gave him children and stuff. And, and, but when Asher was born, she said, oh, man, happy am I because the daughters will call me blessed. You know, among those having to be said, I'm a happy person. I'm going to name this kid happy. In the faith movement, there was a guy named Happy Caldwell. You remember him? So happy is a name. You could start calling me Happy Fred. <laughs> of happiness, of the happy man. Who has a happy new year. What is the, the blessing? Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers. Let him dip his foot in oil. Whoa! Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. You know, oil is the anointing, man. How'd you like to walk around anointed? Your feet dipped in oil that every, every place you go, Christ goes because you're carrying his presence. The anointing is there. The Holy Ghost within you. The Holy Ghost upon you. You got to be happy if you want this. The happy man gets this blessing and the feet, iron and bronze. You know, I love this scripture. Paul wrote, said, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. So I said, how soon, God? He said, as soon as you put your foot down. You got to be happy to walk in this. And this part here, as your days, so shall your strength be. The joy of the Lord is our strength. What does that mean? That means the happy man will be strong as long as he lives. In other words, you don't need to be strong to live long. If you're happy, you're going to have your strength every day of your life. Could you receive that? You got to be happy to receive that. And actually, if you're sad, this will make you happy. You say, God, I want that. I'm getting ready to close and we're going to pray, okay? But how does that sound? I've told this story, probably told it here a couple of years ago. Uh, my grandson is now, I have four grandkids. One's 21. The, other, the youngest one is what? Five. So maybe when he was four. We have a, a kitchen cabinet. It's got a long door, you know, where your pantry. So he's a little guy. And he could open that door, reach the handle, and he could get the stuff on the lower shelves. But you put some treats up on the top shelves, right? And so he flings that door open one time, and Grandpa, I'm sitting there watching him, flings that door open, and he looks up to the top shelf, right, where he can't reach. But he said, I want that. And my natural man said, you selfish little brat, you need a spank. No, no, no. God said, before you think that, before you think that, let me restore the integrity of words that come out of that child's mouth. Whatever things you desire, when you pray, he said, you need to ask me the same way he's saying that. I want that God. I want that Holy Ghost spirit life here on earth now, today, in a happy new year. 
Yeah. The happy man will be strong all the days of his life. Beautiful. Thank you, Pastor Jennifer, for that. That, that came right into my heart. I said, yeah. And she didn't know what I was going to share. I was preparing this word, but a perfect way to just end this word. So how does that all sound? You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. And when you pray, you believe you receive. So if you just give me a moment before I lead us in a prayer, I'd like you to just bow your heads and contemplate your own situation in life. I want to just give what men call an altar call. You, you, the altar is really your heart. You know, some churches, they have a, a little thing where you come up, even a step here, whatever. But I just want you to sit where, where you are and just bow before the presence of God and just say, wow, God, you're bigger than I thought. You understand me. And here I am this morning. And maybe that's you. And you hear me saying these things and talk about Fred the first and Fred the second. And you've heard about Christ, but you've never been born again. Maybe that's you this morning. And I'm just going to ask you simple. I won't go any further with it other than ask you, raise your hand. 46 years ago, 47 years ago, I forget. I was in the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I went to church and I raised my hand. And I've been a happy man ever since. So if that's you and you say, I don't know Jesus, I've not received Jesus in my heart, but I want to do this this morning. Let me just look across the congregation. Just slip your hand up. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe that's you. I see that. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Just say, Jesus, I want you. Say that in your inner person. Say, Jesus, I desire you. I found out how much love you have for me. I just want you in my life. And you can receive now as you say that, as you pray in Jesus' name. Okay, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, are you ready to pray together, church? And the way I just want to do this is I'll lead a prayer. I'll say a little phrase, and you repeat it after me. But you must believe it in your heart, and you confess it with your mouth. Right? But remember... When you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. It's going to be a happy new year. Nothing can change that. It's going to be a happy new year. It's going to be happy people all over the world. I think I've showed you why. The nation's got to see the church. We're the nation. We're the Israel of God. And when they see us happy and glad and living in this blessed life, it affects them. And that'll affect us. We're going to realize how great things God has really done for us. So let's stand to our feet. And uh, I'll, I'll pray a phrase at a time. And then you say it after me, okay? But this is prayer. It's the right thing to do right here at the right time, in the right place. And the only right way to pray is to pray in faith. Right? And faith is a gift. And you've heard enough of the word this morning to believe. For Happy New Year. Heavenly Father, we come now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the unction of your Holy Spirit. We want to learn more about how to measure our days. Teach us. Lead us in passive righteousness for your name's sake. 
Give us wisdom. Let what you're doing in the whole world appear to us. And Father, let your glory appear to our children. Beautify us with salvation. The beauty of holiness. Let the Holy Spirit be within us. And let the Holy Spirit come upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, Lord. Establish the work of our hands. And Father, we humbly ask in full confidence, knowing your will for us, make us happy. Make us glad in proportion to the difficult times we've experienced. In a greater measure, remove the evil we've experienced and replace it with good. We love you with all of our hearts. Let our witness of joy to the world be so clear to them that you may thrust in the sickle and harvest the souls of people. We receive this blessing now as a Merry Christmas and the beginning of a happy new year. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So when you hear or say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, it should mean something greater than it ever meant before. Amen. So I want to wish you a happy, happy, happy New Year. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Church podcast. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, consider this a standing invitation for you to join us. We would love to meet you. Services are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If this message blessed you, imagine what it would be like in person. Keep up with everything going on at New Life on our website, orangecitychurch.com. New Life Bible Church, you will never be the same.